0: Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Knee Slapping K-Pop Podcast. I am Kayla, and today I am here with Sammy. Hello. And this week's episode, we are continuing our review of K-Pop companies, and this Ooh. month we are on Wollum Entertainment.
1: Yay, Wollum.
0: And I am the resident Wollum stan of the podcast, so I know all of the things about Wollum. Well, most Kayla, of the things about Wollum. Kayla is a, a
1: Wollum, Is the Wollum sim. I
0: am. There are uh, a lot more groups in Wollum Entertainment than I think a lot of people realize. There so, are far more. There is so much more happening with Wollum than I think a lot of people yeah. think, and so we're gonna, I, I think there's gonna be at least one, at least one group on here that people are gonna never know existed. It was under Wollum.
1: Yeah, it was under Wollum or, at Willem at or under existed Willem.
0: as a whole, so. Fair, fair.
1: The other thing is like, uh, if this is your first one, uh, your first company review you've seen, we go chronologically through the company. We go, we do not go into the history of the company. We don't find that interesting to us. Mm-hmm. We go through each of the groups, give the background of sort of not everything in their history, but like major things, subunits, solo debuts, all of that, and then talk about just the overall management of the groups and yes, how yes. any. Super major scandals were handled. Mm -hmm. We don't go into any of the technical aspects of, like, company history, CEOs, none of that matters to us. We don't care. Mm -hmm. The other thing is also that um, we are, if you are here for us to rip into, we... I, I don't want to say we are company apologists, but we do tend to look at these from an objective business perspective. Mm-hmm. So we're not necessarily just gonna rip into everything this company. It's ever like done, that's all
0: K-pop for. companies are bad, just generally. All every single one is bad. There are companies that are less bad, and there are companies that are that are more extremely bad. bad. So it's like, we already are coming from the standpoint that we know all these K-pop companies are bad, so we're not gonna, like, rip into every single company. It's more so of, like, big things they have done that are, like, notably different than, like, just Mm -hmm. generally what we expect out of a K-pop company.
1: Just generally being a business-oriented K-pop company. And honestly, the thing we're finding is that sometimes these companies are just bad at business. Yep, yep, yep. That's, like, a big thing we're figuring out while we're doing this. And then at the end, we are going to rank this company along with how the other companies were as well. well, So so far we have
0: out of ten, I think, is what we're doing. Yep. And let me—I think I wrote down our scores for the other companies. If I can pull that out, yeah. So we gave FNC a nine, Starship an eight, and Cube a four. So we'll see where
1: Wolum ranks there. Yep. We will give them a one out of ten ranking, a one out of ten grade, and then we will rank them amongst amongst other. each other's, yes amongst each other all right and so Woolum is a very old company
0: so old and so far i think it's the oldest company that we've covered by like a significant amount i think
1: yeah because i think the other one was probably fnc with fnc in 2009, 2009. with ft island yeah And now we're going all the way back to 2003. Yep.
0: So Willem's first two groups we are not going to spend a lot of time on. Number one, Um, they were before either of us got into K-pop, so we were not around when they debuted, nor to see
1: how they managed either of them, really. They're also also not K-pop groups, so. No, and also very specifically with our first one, uh, all of the interesting scandals we could talk about mainly happened after they switched companies but uh so what was the first
0: group so woolen's first ever group was actually epic high i don't think a lot of people That's realize to epic make. high debuted because, under woolen
1: because in a weird way epic high seems like such a yg group to the point where it seems like almost the br- blueprint it seems for a yg like group
0: y- epic high is like entirely yg it's like i feel like so many people don't realize that they
1: actually started and grew their entire career out of Wollum Entertainment. <laughs> Very much so. And they would not go on to uh, YG till 2012. So they were in, yeah. they were at Wollum for almost 10 years. Yes. The, the vast majority of their beginning part of their career. And Wollum is where they really blew up
0: as a group too like oh, they, they they didn't take all the way until 2012 and when they transferred to yg to like blow up they blew up in 2005 which was two years after their debut and a similar thing happened to infinite where the album they released that year in 2005 swan songs was supposed to be their last album but then it got like massive popularity and its success and it was able to sort of maintain that group in their
1: career yeah as you'll future. find with a few th- with like especially like this especially with their first like bigger groups. It's interesting that uh Willem almost had this like time limit on their groups where it's like if you don't meet this milestone and I'm assuming other companies do that, but like Woolem very famously did it where if you did not meet X milestone or were not popular by like this comeback you're gonna disband. Mm-hmm. And I really don't think
0: Wollum had any other options at that point. Wollum had no. no money, so it was kind of like, if you don't have success by this point, like, we just financially we cannot maintain you as a group anymore. So that was, like, not, it's not really on the group's fault. It's just because they came from such a really Tiny. nothing company to begin with that they just, like, if they weren't successful, they just financially could not maintain any more groups at that point, so. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, Tablo's epic, um, Stanford scandal actually happened while they were at Wollum. hmm So,
1: what so happened- to give background on the Stanford scandal, Tablo is a very intelligent man.
0: So intelligent. Graduated from Stanford, apparently a lot of Koreans didn't believe that, so they gave and him they a just, lot of shit for lying about it. It was a
1: weird it. scandal with the yeah. fact of people just being like, it's- it's such a- it's such a nothing scandal, because it's like, I went to Stanford- no you didn't you're that's lying that's a lie and it was just like Tamil was like proof. i don't know what you want from me <laughs> Like like I did. What do you do you wanna see my diploma? What the fuck do you want? It was so bizarre, that entire scandal. <laughs> because it was
0: just people. Because it being was like, the Korean no, public just decided you didn't go to Stanford. That's a lie. That's You're a lying lie. to us.
1: And Tableau was like, Stop I'm not lying. I'm not lying. I went to Stanford. It just is what it is. Yep. Dude, the thing is, Tableau is not uh American. Tableau is Korean. Mm-hmm. And it's like very much uh, people also being, like... Because he speaks f- perfectly fluent English. Uh, uh, pretty fluent yeah, English, he speaks, yeah. He speaks pretty flu. I mean, he did, like... He did go to college. Yeah. Not college. He did, like... He was, I think, in Canada or the US, I believe. I think it was Canada for a while in his childhood. So, like, he did learn how to speak English and everything. hmm But, like... I don't know what about him like made people think because like he this was even like he wasn't going to college while also in uh epic high like, no this he was graduated before. from
0: stanford then moved to korea and then met the then, other two members of epic and high then and then they started formed a career a group.
1: yeah and then years later everyone's like no you didn't go to stanford i'm like what mm-hmm. I'm so confused. I was so confused. Yep, yep. It was, all of
0: the- it was so... Conf- it was just... It's just a very confusing scandal to begin
1: with. It doesn't make any sense. I think Willem sort of didn't handle it. So Woolum's
0: also- so Wollum doesn't have a lot of scandals with their artists generally,
1: no. but when scandals
0: do happen, Wollum's thing is they do not they try to ignore they it. They just do not acknowledge they, it's they happening. Take,
1: they take the approach of if we don't talk about it, it's not happening. Yep. And in a weird way that has worked for a lot of their I mean, things. It works. Where, I mean I mean honestly, they cannot put you you cannot put your foot in your mouth if you don't say anything.
0: Right. And so this was bad for the Epic High thing just because they weren't defending Tabo in any way. So he just kind of, they left him to
1: get roasted by the <laughs> Korean public for it. Even though, like, generally speaking, they did, like, there is a very clear thing of, of course he went to Sanford. There yes. is proof he went. This, isn't, this is like, something that was so easy to, easy prove, to prove and to immediately
0: just completely, like, just stop it happening as a scandal, but Not I don't com- know why they didn't do that immediately.
1: Not to compare it to like current cable, which is more of like a bullying scandal keeps coming up, but with, at least with a bullying scandal. It's very much more of a he said she said. Right, Tabo can literally like, pull out no a diploma
0: proof. from Stanford and be like, "I like you like, What do you
1: call- want? I don't know if Stanford will give you these records. I don't know what their policy is, but I feel like you could like call Stanford. You can get alumni lists. Yeah, oh yeah, like you that's can get something alumni that could. List. That's a thing you can so do easily be proved. So like, this isn't like this isn't like looking at someone's like medical record. Like you can get alumni lists from Stanford. It's fine. Mm-hmm. There's proof.
0: Yep, yep. After that happened, essentially in 2010, um, the two other members, DJ Tuckets and Mithra, have to do mandatory military service. Tablo does not, because is Canadian. While they're in the military, Tablo leaves Wollum and signs a contract with YG. And then when the other two come out of the military, they also go to YG. And that is the end of Epik High under Wollum, essentially. And then... And now then they go on to YG, and it
1: feels like they've always been in YG. And but that's really mainly always because feels like they've been there. But I feel like it's mainly just because if you look at the, because like 2003, there's no culture of Woolum. Yeah. They're, but like nothing that came post Epic High sounded anything like Epic High. Mm-hmm. So, like, and, and also, if you take a re- look
0: at Woolum, just like recent Woolum and Woolum
1: sound and what they're known for, it's not Epic High like not at all not at all all, but but also the fact of i think it's the woolen sound is more influenced by infinite very much so would only be in the same company as epic high for two years yeah max epic high does a couple of interactions
0: with infinite for like pre-debut reality stuff but like they don't about it epic high is like out by
1: the time infinite is blowing up so and even basically when infinite debuts because post um yeah, because the uh, DJ Tug and Mithra are in the
0: military when Infinite when debuts. When they're debuting, yeah. and
1: then they leave when they get out. Right. So it's, like, it's all, like, it's very much more influenced by Infinite. But we do have another uh We do. So, in 2006, Wollum signs
0: the rock band Nell. So Nell didn't, Nell. Debut, like, form under Wollum. Nell formed independently and then signed a contract under
1: Wollum in 2006 essentially so, Nell is very much more i would not be surprised if most like even k-pop fans that are into k-bands mm-hmm. would not don't are not particularly that big a fan of don't particularly know nell because they're not a k-pop band they're not k-pop
0: all. they're more in like the indie band scene they are uh in particular i know kim jong-man is their main vocalist he is a very big influence on sungyu And Sungyu's solo career, he wrote and like helped, like, co wrote and like composed a lot of Sungyu's solo music. It's actually the reason why he's the reason why Sungyu signed under Willem to begin with. So I think they a little bit have they gave they have a little bit of an influence on. Now, I wouldn't say N- it's a little bit of infinite music, but more so Sungyu in particular. But as I a, think yeah. Nell's sound has a
1: little bit of an influence on, like, infinite music. I mean, if you listen to Nell, you can hear Nell's influence in a bunch of, like... Nell, for as, like, indie as they are, especially to, like, a foreign... To the foreign fans, mm-hmm. they do have a lot of influence within the Korean music scene they are they do for sure very popular they're very influential like if you listen to Nell you can hear a lot of you can you can hear it in the music of like that it it did influence a bunch of other groups Mm -hmm. and it it is the thing of like they influence but they don't get like the credit they deserve probably yeah they're popular in Korea in Korea Nell is popular very much so yeah Maria is a very big fan of Nell Nell's pretty good Nell um, is actually pretty good. I, like it, I don't
0: listen to a lot of like indie band music, but I have heard like a decent amount of Nell stuff, and I do think it's pretty
1: good. The thing is, because I think when we say indie, you you get a for people who haven't heard Nell, I would recommend mm-hmm. like hearing a few, a little bit of their music. It's in it's I would call like accessible indie music. It's not super like we- right, it's like- right, like you can list like if you are a K-pop fan. It's not indie music that's, like, totally out there. It's actually, like, perfectly. Like, if you're into K-bands, Nell is not a jump.
0: Yes, definitely. And then, because Nell is sort of more well-known, because Nell is popular enough that they left Wollum in 2016, but then they opened their, like, own independent company at that point. Mm -hmm. So they were successful enough and well-off that that was something they were able to do then. Good for Nell. Mm Mm-hmm. But yeah, now we get to the big one. So now we're going to hit like actual K pop. So Mm -hmm. in 2010 is when Wollum debuts their first boy group, which is Infinite. And Infinite had, like I sort of mentioned this before, had this thing where essentially Be Mine had to win them a music show or else they were going to disband. So,
1: Very much so, thankful
0: for them, Be Mine won them a music show. So they did not disband oh, yeah. and then got, they were one of the most notable of the second-gen boy groups
1: as well. I mean, you have to think about where Willem was at this point with the fact that at this point they had Nell, but mm-hmm. Nell is still in, like a, basically an indie rock group. Mm-hmm. That's definitely not bringing you in a lot of money. And by Epic this High, point, is left Epic High? Epic High is like... By the time B Mine was happening, they were de- they were already basically gone. But even when Infinite debuted, like, I could- Groups don't just leave a company overnight. It does take some time. I wouldn't be surprised if Willem was already on the ro- of the thing of like, oh shit, we gotta make this next one work or else right, we're done. Right,
0: right. Exactly.
1: That's essentially
0: where they were because Infinite essentially had to- maintain woolen entertainment at that point so if they were not popular it was again like we just financially cannot support having another group
1: so and i still remember like because they've infinite very candidly has spoken about the fact of they were blatantly told hey you have to win Mm -hmm. or you're done and it was just the biggest relief. You can see full relief in their face when they won. They are B-Bot. sobbing
0: like relief. tears about uh, their first music show win. And I and will I say that back in, back in 2012, like early, like second gen time, winning music shows is a lot harder. And winning I know that is still, very I know winning a music show now is still seen as a big step in a group's career, but back then it was
1: really a lot harder than it is now. Because Um, you have to, again, we talked about this a little bit ago where we were, we talked about this before we started actually, where it was like, a lot of music shows are a lot based on sales. Yeah. And you have to remember back in 2012, there were just a lot less people buying K-pop albums.
0: Yeah. It was not not an international market then at all. Not at
1: all. You have to think about like, even for when we started getting K-pop, that was 2015. Now I can probably go to like. I literally went to a Target and a Barnes and Noble the other day and just found a bunch of K pop albums from groups that I wouldn't even I, that I was surprised were in stores. Yeah. Like I saw like some like not full new goo but like slightly lesser known groups. I go to a like store. FYE
0: sometimes and like really, yeah. really random there. stuff
1: at those stores. Yeah. And like you you there are now K pop stores open. I went into New York City the other day and there were like three K pop shops in Koreatown, and they had walls of K-pop albums.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: That was not there in 2012. The, also, like, getting them to the U.S. was probably so much harder. You can buy them now on Amazon. Yeah. You couldn't at the time. Like, it was so much harder prob- for an international fan to buy the albums. Mm-hmm. So it was only the Korean market. And then, also, K-pop was not this soup. Like, K-pop was still seen as a joke. Yeah. Yeah. It's still, prob- it's, to a lot of people, it still is a joke, mm-hmm. but especially at the time, it was seen as something that young girls liked, so the general public didn't have to care.
0: Right, right. And it was like, yes, the market was a lot saturated than it is now, but if you really look into it, there was still, like, a ton of, like, unknown, Big like, group. new-goo yeah. groups at that time. It was just not- it was a lot harder for them to even gain fans, n- generally, like, nowadays, I think it's more those... accessible for people to find them and to, like, start standing and everything. It was just harder back then. So there was less competition in a way, but there still was a lot there
1: to begin with. Because the other thing is just also that, like, at least now, even a new goo group, they'll have some fans. Mm-hmm. There are new groups that are just like lost to time that, like, no one. Oh, yeah. There's a lot of
0: groups that debuted in like the 2010 to like 2014 space that are just like, you are never going to find anything about them anywhere.
1: Not at all. And they're, and it's possible like their videos aren't even on YouTube. Like, there's just no record of them anymore. Mm -hmm. But Infinite, luckily, almost sort of became one of the biggest second gen groups. Yeah. They were really. Infinite was Wollum Entertainment for a decent amount of time. Essentially, I mean, I mean, I mean other than Nell being there post like Be Mine, they were the really the only big group that they had till. And even like, when Lovelies
0: debuted, it was really still the Infinite show probably until like twenty fifteen
1: oh, sixteen, because it was like twenty what sixteen ish, twenty seventeen when they really started going to the military. Uh,
0: 2018, so, I think, was when they started, so. yeah.
1: Ooh, that was later than I thought.
0: Because Top Seed, I think, was 2018. And so that's right after that, I think, was when sung started. He did a solo album and then he did military, yeah. so I think it was 2018, yeah. Um, so Infinite had a lot of so both solo debuts and also subunits, which is a thing oh, we don't yeah. get that often anymore in K-pop, no, which is I, I
1: do think Willem... So you can go through them first, but Yeah,
0: so Yu is gonna solo debut um in twenty twelve, which is s- pretty much right after I think they started blowing up bigger and it he does decently well as a solo artist, um, from his debut and even until now. Like I said before, his music is very heavily inspired by Kim Jongman of Nil. Like he takes mm-hmm. a lot of inspiration oh, absolutely. from him.
1: It's some of his b- I love his debut. It's yes. very fun.
0: It's very good. I really his early solo music is still some of my favorite. I really like it a
1: lot. Yeah, I I now he's sort of developed into something else. I mean, he just had a comeback. Mm -hmm. It's a little more chill, and I mean, he's older and everything else. That also that album
0: doesn't have any Kim Jong Un on it either, so it does sound a lot different than his other stuff. Because I think every single solo album from him up until then had him on there somewhere. So. Mm -hmm. Um, in 2013, yeah. we get Infinite H, which is Hoya and Dongwoo. H for hip hop. Um, so that is their quote
1: unquote hip hop unit, although except quote unquote hip hop. Yeah. So I still think both Hoya and Dongwoo are better singers than they are rappers. Both of them fantastic singers. So They're good, great singers. I pro- am fully again, much have, like
0: fully of the opinion that if they train Dongwoo as a main vocal,
1: Dongwoo can be a main vocal easily. Oh, absolutely. Again, the problem is Infinite just had so many vocal, like good vocalists. It wasn't Sungyu and Lucian just... are both
0: there. I mean, there's not a lot of room left for Hoya and Dongwoo to sing when they're
1: both also like. Can I mean, I, again, as a rapper. They're, for second gen rappers, mind you, they're they were they were good. they're, they're good. very
0: much idol. Both of them very much they're idol, idol rappers. rappers. I think both of them very much aware of the fact, though. And I think that's that's what I liked about Infinite H, because it wasn't going so hard into the hip-hop that it sounded
1: pretentious or anything. It was very much still idol rapping.
0: This isn't
1: a fucking mixtape. This was, like, pop rap. It was pop rap and, like, pop
0: R&B, which is, like, I think that was a good place for them to be, because it it made a lot of sense for the two of them as a duo. But it wasn't they, going so hard into genres that like they just were not gonna be good at. So
1: they they were very much, and it also did allow them to sing slightly more than they did, like more than they do in Infinite. So that was very nice. What's to really say.
0: funny is that I think Sung uh, Dongwoo and Hoya sing in Infinite more than like Yul and Sungchong, who are like sub oh, vocalists, absolutely. and then the two rappers uh, yes. sing more than the sub vocalists. Look. I will they are. they are had, better. Like, I will say
1: they are significantly better singers than both um, Yil and Sungjong. <laughs> yes, but, like, both of them can be rappers, and I do not see Yil and Sungjong being Seung-jong rappers. Sungjong and Sungil are not the rappers of Infinite, for sure. They do not give rap vibes. No. I think it's also vibes. Mm-hmm. It's but the other—the the thing with it is that, again, I think Infinite Age had a great uh, thing with knowing— to not go too far. Yeah, cuz they're not rappers. They're not
0: rappers. And that's like I think that's what I've always liked about both Dongwoo and Hoya in Infinite H and as rappers as a whole is they know that they're not like full full hip hop rappers and they're not and trying even, to pretend that they are. Like they know where they are stylistically. And even when they went and did solo music, they stopped rapping. Yes.
1: Dongwoo's like, and Donglu's Donglu's
0: solo debut I think is like mostly singing vocals. Yeah. And
1: Hoya is Hoya is, is more, only singing now. Is only yeah. singing, like I, I like they knew that like they they did not transition to becoming rappers. They still were like we are still singers. Exactly, and I love that. For I them. like that a lot, but it also did help to differentiate them from their infinite time, which is like mm-hmm. oh, so like you're versatile.
0: Yes, exactly. They're also the,
1: they're also probably. I mean, Hoya is the best dancer. Don yeah, Dongwoo was the Maybe other like the lead main dancer in- of Infinite, yeah.
0: so he was I think their second best at that best they had. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: So that also so the fun. two of
0: them in a unit was really fun. I liked. I, I liked like Infinity it. It's one lot. of my
1: favorite subunits.
0: Mm-hmm. So then in 2014 we get Infinite F. Infinite F is L, Sung-Yul, and Sungjong. They love those three together. It's a very cute unit. They do the OST for um, High School Love on. <laughs> That's Sun and Wu are in.
1: High School Love On is one of the worst shows. It's I've ever It's still
0: seen. the worst, one of the worst shows I've ever seen. I put it on our original like top five worst K dramas, and that is still on there for me. Like it's I hate so it a lot. Bad.
1: It's, it's bad, so bad.
0: But um, that's a cute yeah. song. That's um, whatever song that is. I don't remember the title oh, it of it. it might be the best part of that show. It's a very is cute song. song. Yeah. It's what is very interesting about. Wollem, and this is the thing that Wollem does on albums: is they put a lot of solo subunit songs on their full Mm -hmm. albums. And so, having Infinite H, Infinite F, and then they would give Sungyu and Wu Hyun solos on the albums is sort of how they would split up the solo unit
1: stuff on their full album. And honestly, I do think that that's very much a trend-setting thing that they did because if you look at albums now, like. That's something BTS does on, like, three or four of their albums. Mm-hmm. That's something Dreamcatcher just did on their album. Yep. That's something that a bunch of groups have sort of been yeah, doing, or at least, I mean, um, Infinite was doing that since, it. like, I
0: think 20, 2013 was their first full mm-hmm. album, and or tw- yeah. 2012 or 2013. So, what was, like, well, Infinite's been doing it since then. And then Lovelies and Golden Child both still do that on their full albums mm-hmm. as well. So it's yeah. very much now a that Now it's sort of become like has. a bit of a
1: trend. Mm-hmm. Because especially like with units, like Seventeen is mixed and matched who did songs on each of their albums. Yeah. So it's like, I think, I, I like when groups do that because it does allow for, it's like a mini subunit. If you don't want to commit to a full subunit, just right. like do a song here and there and just see what happens.
0: Exactly. Twice even like
1: did like some sort of i think oh yeah they did that yeah Mm -hmm.
0: that was fun Mm -hmm. um so then in 2016 we get woohyun's solo debut woohyun's gonna do a lot of ballads a lot of ballads he's gonna do i think two mini albums full of ballads and then in 2019 he gets like hold on me which is a more dance which is his best song which is amazing which is his best song by far Every single uh, solo album he's done, apart from the first two that are ballads, has been a completely
1: different genre from the last ones, which oh, I think is very fun, which is very versatile. I think Guo Qian is just trying, uh, uh, is just trying to find himself through his music, and he's yep. going through phases. He is. That's um, great. So
0: in 2017 is when we're gonna get Hoya leaving Infinite. That is when so they hit seven. That's when they hit seven years. That was
1: contract renewal. And that was contract renewal renewal
0: year. And so Hoya is going to leave and go solo at that point. And then in 2019, Elle is going to leave Lulam. So the thing is, is that after Hoya, every other member that has left has the asterisk on it where they have not left Infinite, quote unquote, but have
1: left Lulam Entertainment. Because here's the thing. Hoya leaves before that is a thing.
0: Hoya leaves Hoya a it before in... that's a
1: thing that happens I in K-pop like where you can leave the company and not leave the About, like, 2018, I believe, is the year that that started. Yeah. And I, because I believe that is when Girls' Generation did it. Mm-hmm. And that, from that point on, almost every, like, at least, a uh, bigger, like, second, third gen group that is trying to disband yes. is doing that. Yes. Yes. And it's like so, it's such the move where it's like every once in a while you'll get to a point where like they will make a comeback. Mm-hmm. And then 90% of the other ones just don't. But everyone still holds out hope. Yes.
0: Yep, yep. Um, I think the official Wollum stance on it is that. They are open to having them do music as Infinite other Otherwolem again, um, but they are waiting to discuss it until L gets out of the military and he's still in the military. Yeah. Which is, I don't think it's out of the picture because they have it's,
1: filmed a lot of random variety yeah. stuff it is under Wolem still. It is not out of the question. Yeah. I just think for right now, it does seem like... I am... Sh- I am shocked we we're at the point of K-pop where companies are, like, willing to do this. Mm-hmm. Because I remember they're just, like... We talked about Cube, like, two months ago. Yeah. And Cube's fucking pettiness over Beast was the norm, where you're yes, like, oh, yes. you leave, you you're, you don't get the name. Right. I think... Well, now we're at like, the point where people are willing to fucking negotiate with... I, at this point, because... We'll get to it, but, like, uh... L leaves, Sunggyu, mm-hmm. Sunggyul, and uh, Dongwoo all leave in 2021, Yep. and then Sungjung just left in January. Yep. None of these people are currently in the same company? Mm- oh, I think S- Sunggyul is in L's company. I okay. Think, two I think two of them two are of the- signed together okay, for so some reason. so two of them are in the same company. Yeah. So that is at least four, four different companies that Willem will have to negotiate with. Yeah. The thing is, is that
0: every single one and of those companies sh- is,
1: like, a nothing company. It's got, like,
0: it five people nominee. in each of those companies true, true, true. that they're
1: in. But it's still, like, a profit distribution situation. And I'm shocked that we are dealing now with cable companies that are willing to do that as opposed yeah. to, like, the pettiness of, like, five years ago. The thing
0: is, is I think Willem... Is not is like the least petty of K-pop companies. It is. I think Infinite. They just, sort of do just let. I you think Wollum has so much goodwill towards Infinite because I they mean, essentially founded their K- the K-pop start of their company, and it is pretty well known that the CEO of Wollum is like very close to the members the of CEO Infinite. The CEO of
1: Wollum went on to the Genius with Sung. Like the CEO was like very close friends. The CEO with was there. <laughs> yeah. Like, I I genuinely don't feel like there's true bad blood there. There is. I don't think there's any bad blood between
0: any, like, members of Infinite and, like, Wollum. I think they left because they realized there was uh, definitely conflicts of interest and Wollum has, like, other priorities other than Infinite and their solo careers At this point, yes. But I
1: don't think that that Wollum is holding any of that against any of the members who left. No, and I don't. And I think that, like, for the most part, I do think that as they're... I, I do think that at this point probably the members of Infinite aren't necessarily because I feel like Willem would want to continue Infinite as a at least more of a constant thing, mm-hmm. and I can see the members of Infinite being like we want this to be a sometimes thing, yes, not an always thing, yes, yes. And I think that's probably why they and all I think that, eventually yeah left. they want more solo representation, exactly. Which I which is also, like fair, very fair. For yeah, them. that's like a good thing for them. Mm-hmm. Also, I I really. I do think overall Infinite was just very well managed because yes. like, they were on so many sh- everything that we said that like other companies don't do, which is like they sort of just kept them doing group activities and didn't let them branch out. Mm-hmm. Willem gave them like every single one of them either had like their subunit with like a subunit every one every, sub-unit- every
0: single one except for Hoya who solo debuted after Willem, got a solo or a subunit debut under them um almost all of them do acting or musical theater i think the only person who has a lot to complain about is sung Sung (laughs) jong yeah
1: so yeah other than sung jong like you have l was super into acting Mm -hmm. infinite h had multiple comebacks yep uh sung did so many variety shows like sung did all the variety shows and had so much solo solo music. music Uh, Woo Hyun has musicals and his solo music. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dong Woo also did a bunch of shows. Dong does a lot of musical theater. He does a he, he, did music. he did some solo
0: music. He did less acting than everyone else, but he does and do then musical Seung-yul theater. Does.
1: Sung-yeol does. Sung-yeol does acting. actual acting and also a little bit of musical theater. A little bit. Yeah. I watched a show with Sung-yeol in it that was way too long. One of those like Korean soap Daily. operas, Monday yeah. through Friday. <laughs> I yep. kind of wanted to. Ha- I kind of hated myself by the end. Yep. Yep. The only person that has something to complain about is that they didn't do anything with Song Jung. Individually, Sung-jung. he never got. Yeah. Sh- he got he shit. had absolutely nothing to
0: do, and it's like it's a thing he's complained about often, where he's been like told to go back to being a trainee essentially and like that's so eight fun, years into I. his career <laughs> but it's like i'm I, not entirely sure if he also really knows what he
1: wants to do either i think he's very good I at variety know. but i don't think willem capitalized on that enough for him i think that, that he had a very good chance especially a few years ago where like he could now be on something like a like i could see if Jung had like established a variety career yeah, he could be like a staple cast member on like a right. knowing brothers style show. Yeah, because I think he'd be very good at it. But they
0: didn't cap- they just like didn't do anything
1: with him for some he reason. Didn't. Also, like, I'm sorry, we got a shit weekly idol hosts. Put s- make Sungjong a weekly idol host. I know he, he was I know he, he, at that he guessed for, like, it on a
0: couple of them, and he's like pretty he good. Did, at he was it. Pretty yeah. good. So I don't know what they were doing with him. For no, w- no, no. I don't know Sungjong for some reason also. Stayed at Willem the longest because he, re- he kept renewing his contract longer he did. than he renewed it a year longer than Sungyu, Sungil and Dogwu, which was very confusing. Because I'm like, if anyone needs to leave, it's Sungjong. Yes, yeah, so that was Jung also very left. confusing.
1: I don't know. I'm hoping he's doing okay. Mm hmm. But, um, but that's yeah. So currently, Yeah, currently the only member in- Everyone else is finished. The only member in the military currently- Is L. Is L. So we'll see what and happens And
0: Lu is the only member still in Wollum out of Infinite.
1: Yes, but I also think he's content in Wollum considering I think he that is. his solo music works well with the Wollum. Yes, I think Wollum is just going to let him do solo music
0: like- maybe once a year and then he can continue to do musical theater like he's been doing the last
1: since he's been out of the military so again i think that in terms of in terms because there's whatever group disbands you always think about like oh what are they gonna do now like do they have like active career prospects i think infinite is very every well single member of infinite doing. has active, except maybe some But <laughs> that's another for another that's i go i grew who knows what's going for on boy. for some job. <laughs> Every once in a while I think about Sung Jung and I am hoping he's okay. Like, what's going on with Sung Jung? Who really, who's to say what's going on with Sung Jung? But I hope he's fine. Mm Mm-hmm. So but again, this this is the high point of Wollum. Not yes. that we're getting like but not that we're not really there isn't really low. a
0: low a real low point of Wollum, yeah. But like
1: in terms of highs, we don't reach this high ever. We again. don't we're not gonna reach the infinite high ever
0: um in the Willem's future career. Because I so. do think
1: Wollum is still seen as the infinite company. It
0: really is. And they don't even have infinite really
1: anymore. And Infinite's dead. <laughs> yeah. Ah who knows God 7's apparently may gonna come back who even knows if anything like I said I think
0: we'll we really have to see what happens when Elle gets out of the military because that's when they said they would open up the discussion again so we'll see if anything happens then or not um, I, I don't think it's so. I don't think it's impossible but also if they don't maybe get it together I'm will bring Hoya back that would be i was thinking that about that i
1: was like what if hoya decides he wants to come back i was like, like what if I that feel happens? like they should reach out because he might because i don't, don't think hoya there's has any definitely, Ill will. Hoya definitely has no ill will between any of the other members because no, here's the thing i think hoya leaving infinite wasn't necessarily like a problem with any of the members of Infinite. No. i do think he just very much wanted to focus on his solo career yeah and yep, I don't yep. think Wollum, I think very much, especially with Infinite H. Infinite H was the only subunit they continued, and I do think that they probably were more comfortable putting in more Infinite H into the world, right, right, than letting uh, Dongwoo and Hoya do solo music. Mm-hmm. But again, because Dongwoo didn't debut
0: solo until two years after yeah. Hoya had left, so I think Hoya and I think I think they were definitely prioritized at getting Woohee on a solo debut before they were Hoya or Dongwoo or anyone else. Yeah, so I think. He probably knew that and just
1: wanted to have a actual solo. He wanted career. to like yeah. And like I don't I again I do feel like if the option was there for him to continue being a part of Infinite but
0: on like an occasional I basis I don't I, don't I feel know. like he would be okay with it.
1: I feel I don't I do too. I mean we don't know what's going on in the internals no. of any of these companies but Not like at all. it doesn't seem like there's ill will.
0: Right. It's just because he left before This was a commonplace thing we did where it's, like, they were allowed to leave a company, but not the group. Um, Yeah. Who really knows what is, can happen there. But, um, next we're gonna get to a group I am pretty sure most people don't know ever ever existed.
1: (laughs) Hey, I, honestly, when you brought them back into my mind, Mm -hmm. I was like, holy shit. Yep i had forgotten about them yep yep they were not bad they were not bad so we are we're gonna now good. go
0: to 2012 where willem debuted a duo named tasty
1: tasty does anybody remember oh by the way no tasty is not the. because again i've i've heard people confuse tasty yes with tasty too hard. is not too hard not not too hard the they do not sing group. the song delicious no they tasty do not. does
0: not involve key shiny <laughs> this is a different group no. Tasty, Tasty is a duo of Chinese-Korean twins that Willem debuted yep. in 2020. So they did a lot of stuff with variety stuff with Infinite. They did. Aspe- Infinite H in particular. Like, I think Hoi and Dongwoo are in one of their music videos.
1: I believe so. I cannot remember which music video, yeah. but I believe they are. They, um, do not do a lot of stuff. I think they- They did some- They had a few, like, I mean, they weren't a very long-standing group, but I think it was a a very much an at least, like, one comeback a year type situation. Right,
0: so they're only in Wollum from 2012 to 2015. Um, In 2015, they're gonna leave Wollum under very bizarre circumstances, which is essentially uh. this is like who knows what the truth of this actually is but essentially they just made a Weibo post saying we're gonna leave willem and we're gonna promote in china now um entirely without willem Mm -hmm. willem is gonna say that they had no idea that that was happening but maybe they did who knows there's like a weird back and forth that happened there um but essentially i'm pretty sure willem just terminates their contracts and lets them go I don't think yep. they don't pursue Again, any legal don't... action against them or anything.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, they... It was because, so they had expressed, like, frustration about their Willem's management style and, like, not mm-hmm. getting enough support for them, which is, like, I can understand that was probably happening. And so they said that... They were just, like, not getting enough comeback and said that if they were uncooperative, Willem was going to, like, delay their comeback time and everything like that. So they essentially went off to China, started releasing music under a new name there. I don't think they've done a lot of anything in China, really. I think they just kind of fell off after a while.
1: Yeah, nothing particularly big that I have seen. But
0: but I don't think Willem really did anything about it i think walham was just no. like whatever
1: like i i think they will just sort of like was very just kind of like, like passively no, let it happen like there was no particularly like big uh what's it lawsuit like no. a bunch of they did not like
0: go out of their life it was not like an exo situation where it's like i think oh, they yeah. i think they actually released um a couple of chinese singles before their they did. contracts they had... were officially terminated by Wollum, which is an obvious breach of a contract, but Wollum never like sued them or anything.
1: No, it was just I think everybody was just sort of like, oh, everyone's unhappy. We're just we're gonna just gonna dumb. let
0: them go, and it's we're yeah, gonna. Yeah, they gonna did be end up fine.
1: releasing did did do songs in 2016 in China. Mm-hmm. Since but then, don't know what they're doing. I don't know. Finding information about especially the 2015 20, 16 Chinese uh, epop, Chinese Chinese like who
0: knows? It's uh, who knows? Unaccessible.
1: Like, The weird because th- here's the thing I don't think people realize about C pop we are still kind of in like the infancy of this style of C pop. Oh, yes. So like this is like trying to find information about K-pop groups from nineteen ninety eight. Like, have you ever been at the beginning of a music genre? Yep. There's like nothing going on because it's not. It's not. It's still figuring itself out. Yep. Definitely. And so, twenty
0: fifteen. It to was find really shit about in China infancy, was hard.
1: Yeah. Yeah. All
0: right. Um. So in twenty thirteen,
1: Willem's yeah, gonna you know get it. A- we don't. You know how we don't talk about yeah. uh, company drama? Uh, we make slight exceptions for big shit. Yeah, this so is the big shit. Wollum's going to get
0: acquired by SMCNC which is like SM Culture and Contents which is not fully SM Entertainment but kind of at the time was SM yeah, Entertainment. Yeah, but also like
1: is SM Entertainment. Yeah. Like, it's like a sub subsidiary of like it's still a part of SM. Right. Um, they did not really do
0: anything to affect Wollum. They just kind of acquired them and let Wollum proceed as a company as they wished. So, because they were not, like, failing or anything, and Wollum was just, like, continuing to be Wollum, but now just owned by SM Entertainment,
1: so. Yep, SM was making a a portion of that, uh, what's it called? That, uh, infinite money. Yep, yep. Because really, that's... Who they were buying it for? Yeah. By this point, Epic High was gone. They still had Nell, but like the the big money maker was it infinite. was infinite. Yep. So that's what SM that's was buying. That's
0: all had really. And then they had Tasty, I guess. But like, I don't think sure. SM cared about Tasty. <laughs> um. And then in 2014, they're gonna debut their first ever girl group, which is Lovelies. Lovelies. So Lovelies has a pre-debut scandal. Um. Almost no one knows about it. It's on Tier 8 of the Scandal scandal Iceberg iceberg. because I don't think anyone ever talks about it. It was very much... I don't know if the details of it were ever fully confirmed by Wollum. Wollum was very much doing the thing of we're not going to talk about it and ignore that it happened,
1: and people ignore that it again, happened. So, Especially for pre-debut scandals, no one knows who this person is yet. You don't have to talk about anything. Yep. Um. Essentially, to sum it up a
0: little bit, we'll get into more detail in August when it comes up on Tier 8 in the Scandal Iceberg. August. Um. But it involves Jisoo. And it was essentially uh, a bullying scandal, except some girl was uh, claiming that Jisoo had dated her and was also, like, very, like, emotionally abusive. Which was a wild accusation to be throwing around, and I don't think it was- no proof. No proof, and I don't think anything about it was ever confirmed, but Jisoo did just, like, not participate in a lot of their- like, debut era stuff because of it. Willem said it was for personal reasons, but if you look deep enough into, like, the fandom, like, you knew that that was what it was about. So.
1: And then it mostly just went away. It just went away
0: happened. and Jisoo came back eventually and everyone forgot it happened at all. So. It's wild. Wild. A wild thing that happened. Um, but after that, Lovelies is kind of just, like, always going to be a B-tier
1: girl group. Probably, like, teetering on, like, B-to-C-tier girl group yeah, territory. I, again, I think that in terms of Woolem, you'd think that with Infinite they would be, like, at the level of, like, your FNCs and your uh cubes and everything like that. But I don't think, other than Infinite, they kind of aren't. They're kind of more of a, a tier below those companies. So yeah. they're, like, a C-tier company. I would put them on par with, like i don't know they're like they're on par with like current dsp yeah
0: but it's like um i think they're bigger in korea than they are internationally which is i think oh, why yeah. their success is like not as well known from like western k-pop fans, because they also debuted with um the cuter they were in like a cuter concept for a while which is like directly kind of like in the era where a lot of groups were doing that, so there was a lot more competition for and that style, little, yeah.
1: Because that was the era of like your G friend, your All My Girls, yeah. Your I don't know, April debut, all of those are all In
0: CLC, that era, all of that. yeah. Twice, mm-hmm. and so they're gonna be okay, they're not gonna be mega successful, really. Not really. Ever. But, they, but they're but not they're fine.
1: unsuccessful. No, and they're, they're like, fine.
0: maintaining themselves enough that they're, like, like, Wollum doesn't need to, like, disband them because they're not financially viable. Like, but also I think by the time they debuted, Wollum's in a better place where they don't have the thing hanging over them like Infinite did, where it's, like, if you don't get a music show, they're, then you're going to disband not like, right now.
1: <laughs> yeah, they're not on the verge of bankruptcy yep. where they're, like, we can't afford to house you. Yep, yep. Um, so in 2019, Kay is going
0: to have her solo debut, and Lovelies is going to go on Queendom. And do
1: not particularly well on Queendom. Not at all. Um, but they're going to go on to Queendom. Also have, have what I consider to be one of the most embarrassing moments of Queendom. Yep. They are it's... the subject of one of the most embarrassing moments of Queendom, which, if no one remembers, it was where... I don't think people remember how funny it was at the time. But when Lovelies, Queendom has the round of everyone switches songs. Mm -hmm. In Queendom 2, none of them, I don't know if they didn't give them the option. I haven't been watching, but... I don't think that was an option in Queendom 2. I think they learned from their mistakes. Yeah. But when Lovelies had won, I believe, the round prior, they had the option of either switching a song with Oh My Girl, because Oh My Girl was going to do their song, or having a different song. They picked a different song and did a terrible song. And for some reason they chose to do... uh... Brave, are, brown, brown eye girls is brown Sixth eye Sense, girls. which is like not at all a song that lovely should you have would. been covering <laughs> you they had the option of picking ev- any song in the world and like an Oh My Girl song done by Lovelies would have been very It would lovely.
0: have been better because that's their concept and what they're good at. But in yeah. early Queendom Lovelies is very much about doing Trying to weird do something weird things different. that was not and Lovelies so, like, they concept. Did, so they did a
1: bad performance. Yeah. And then Oh My Girl does a better version. Does a of, better like, version, of version of their own of best. one of their yeah. songs, so It is the highlight of that entire season is uh, the Oh My Girl performance of Destiny. That's,
0: like, the one performance from Queendom that, like, holds up that entire season. And, like, that is sort of the
1: sentiment by the end of Queendom, which is, like, oh, shit, Lovelies can't even do the better version of their own song. Yep. Like, it's quite unfortunate for them So yep. like, that's really, Queendom didn't help them at all.
0: No, the other thing that was pretty bad is Wollum waits an entire year to give them a comeback after going on Queendom. Yeah. So they did not at all capitalize on any popularity they would have gained nope. out of Queendom. They literally took, I think, the longest out of all of the Queendom groups to have another comeback. So mm-hmm. that was, I think, pretty terrible for them. Because so in 2020 is when they finally have their next comeback. Sujeong is also gonna solo debut then, um, but then they're gonna disband in 2021. And I think at that point Woolem was essentially just waiting out their contract because they didn't. Yeah, because they were feel like, like they wanted to have another comeback in there before disbandment. No. They Woolem was just like we are just gonna wait till they disband. Like, Contract's over and they're gonna wanna leave anyway.
1: So because the thing that you see very clearly with Lovelies is a thing that sometimes happens especially to girl groups it happens where like they start out having like three or four comebacks then it drops down to like two comebacks a year mm-hmm. then it drops down to like one comeback a year then it drops down to like one comeback every like year and a half like yep. it's like past a full like it's past a calendar year yep, yep. and like you're like where the fuck did they go and then it and was like, like nope, oh. disbandment. <laughs> here we are. Then they disband. <laughs> like that's disbandment. Sort of the, here we are. That's sort of the like progression of so, a lot of K-pop groups. Yep. Um every that's when you single, single K-pop member of getting close to being done.
0: Every single member of Lovelies except for Baby Soul is gonna leave Wolem. Baby Soul is also gonna start promoting under her real name, which is Lee Sujong, which she couldn't use in Lovelies because there was another member named
1: Sujong. <laughs> so Oh my fucking god. Baby Soul is one of the worst k-pop
0: it's uh it's names. a stage name for sure it's one of the
1: worst stage k-pop name stage names i'm gonna say that yep
0: yeah that would that's all essentially lovely's career i like them and their music style a lot
1: they They're were just fine. like
0: never that They're outstanding just in a comparison. A little bit boring. They were never like significantly outstanding in any of to any point in time in their career. Really. Yeah,
1: there are songs I enjoy more than other songs. Mm-hmm. However, I overall I just find them a bit meh. Like everything they were doing was very of the time. Very much so. Yeah. And there were other groups that I enjoyed more that were doing a similar concept. I mean, they had that like dreamy like almost fairy-like girl group concept mm-hmm. and that was sort of post post uber cute girl group it either went to girl crush or that fairy concept yeah they and, very much like, i think stayed with
0: a similar concept but just matured it as they yeah. like as the time went yeah. on where it's like they started more like school girl like cute concept and then it sort of matured into like a more like fairy like um concept as it went on which is like i think that was good for them i don't think they should have ever done girl crush we saw from queendom that that was definitely not what they needed to be doing so i feel like that was a good for them it was just that i think there were other groups doing it better um for essentially their entire career so they were just never getting like all of the attention from any of it
1: Mm -hmm. yeah i just think that was like wrong place wrong time like i feel like I don't know i just feel like k-pop is so changed over the past few years that it's very hard to like come up with a concept anymore because you are just oversaturated in this market where mm-hmm. like no matter what concept you choose someone else has done it already someone else is also doing it someone else has and done it or per- is doing it or or there's like or more likely like five people are doing it because there's only so many concepts there's yeah there is no current girl group right now that's doing a fully unique... Girl group or Not boy group that's doing a unique concept. Not at all. There is too many other concepts. There's too many groups. There's too much everything. Oh, yeah. For sure. And so it's just like, it was...
0: It's unfortunate for them, but that's just kind of like how how it went. Um, that's just career. how that's gonna go. So, after, uh, same year as Lovely's actually... We're gonna get a very short lived project group. Subunit thing? Project group subunit called Two Heart. Two Heart consists of Lujan from Infinite and Key from Shiny. The reason we brought off that SM uh, CNC acquisition of Lulam is because that's why that Toe Heart as a subunit can happen, is because they're owned by SM. So they allowed And they're both like.
1: Good friends. Yeah, like we and K are very
0: well known best friends. friends at the time and they were probably like, Can we do a sub unit together? <laughs> like if we're
1: under the same company. If we're technically under the same company, I mentioned that Tasty is not Toehart. Yes. Like these are they're both Wool Entertainment. Yes. But they're not you'd think Tasty would do the song Delicious. Two no. Heart's song, yeah, also being called Delicious I think makes it confusing as well. Like it's just a lot going on. It's here. a lot of a similar
0: aesthetic happening, but yes. Um, I love Two Heart. I I do too. I would love for that to come back someday. I doubt it
1: will. But it, it never is, will. It never will. But dear God, it's it's it was a it was of its time and it's amazing. It was great. I would love if it feels like we got like an SM station song
0: or something like that at some point in time. That would be that would be really nice. But I doubt I want that ever so is gonna bad. happen. But I love them. Um the one mini album they did have was great. After uh Too Hard in twenty sixteen, um SMCNC is going to split from SM's music entertainment industry. So there's a pretty, so that's going to mean there's like a pretty bigger significant split between the SM company Main that SM owns Wolom and the SM that is like SM Entertainment. So yes. SMCNC still owns all of the stock in Wolom. Wolom not going to change at all.
1: Like at, this, the entire of time during this, this SM
0: acquisition, Wolf really does not do anything to Woolum.
1: But it does mean we will never get Too Hard again. But that is what that means is
0: that because we're not directly under SM Music anymore, um, Too Hard probably not
1: going to happen. <laughs> that that's the only reason we bring it up. Yep, yep, yep. So now we move on to- We're in like, more recent era, Wollum, which is,
0: like, kind of rapid fire. We get a lot of things at once, because yeah. groups are going to debut noticed, much
1: closer together. Because here's the thing. If you notice that, like, Wollum sort of took a lot of time to, like, I guess very carefully put together these groups. I mean, you go from Epic High in 2003 to, like, seven years later you get Infinite, mm-hmm. to Like, Tasty barely counts. They're a duo of twins. What else were you going to do? Yep, yep. So, four years later, you get Lovelies. Yep. So, then, like. Three years later, we get Golden Child. And then it's rapid fire. But then, after. Once we hit Golden Child,
0: it's like rapid fire. (laughs) Things are going to happen. It's like
1: constant. Constant new people arriving in front of me. Yes,
0: yes. So, in 2017, we get
1: Golden Child, a couple of random pre-debut
0: things. Obviously, Dayol is the younger brother of Sungil. is, As, I think, one of the big marketing factors of Golden Child when they oh, first debuted. Oh, dear God, yes it is. Was to try to get all of the you Infinite really? fans
1: in there, and I mean, it worked, so... <laughs> It works to an extent, but you also then I believe at the beginning they did try to like make Dale like a big presence they just did. for the in- and then slowly when they realized they get that started to fall off. Yeah,
0: and then Dale got significantly less important in Golden Child as time as went time on, progressed. and other members of the group became more like popular and prevalent, and Dale oh, was no longer the selling point of the group. Um. Also, a weird thing that happened is that Y and Dale were in a K drama with um
1: they were Hoya
0: and L called My Lovely Girl, as members of a fake boy group called Infinite Power, which I just think is really funny.
1: I like th- I just That's, think it's so funny it's that that happened. It's such a choice. I mean, they weren't major characters in any way. Elle was a main character. L was a main character. No one else. Hoya Especially was a when side, go- like a. Like a side character but, like, and then Dale, w- Dale and Y, y were y just were there not. to
0: fill the body count of the boy group.
1: <laughs> yeah. They were like when we they were like uh this is a very specific reference only you will only Kayla will like have a connection to. They were the um what is it? Uh DBC in the Oh the B D C Yes. Not Ioliku. let me be your night. Yes, Sorry. yes, that's
0: exactly what they were. They were there to fill the body space um, of and the And if you knew group. who
1: they were, you see them. And you had fun, I, and you had a, it was I a fun still cameo. can't believe I could recognize a BDC video from, like, From background. just, like, the five seconds it's on in the background. I'm like, that's
0: BDC. I was like, yep, that is BDC, you're right. Good to know.
1: <laughs> but, yes. Uh, they did some stuff. So they did they that. Debut. Uh, they They debut
0: in 2017. And, uh, one of their members, JSOC, is going to leave in 2018. So, oh, this reminds me of something else I wanted to mention, because this is a thing that they have done twice, where Willem has tried to cover up the the leaving of someone with something else. Huh? Where, so, when Hoya left Infinite back in mm-hmm. 2017, um, they announced Golden Child's debut I think the day after. Ah. When J-Suck leaves um, Golden Child, I think they announced Infinite's next album the day after or something. It's like, It's like all I remembered was, like, they announced someone leaving and they announced something else the, the day after to try to, I like, mean, direct attention away from it.
1: I mean, that's also, like, the SM conspiracy theory where it's, like, that one, like... The, when Jessica let, ha, was kicked out of Girls' Generation, yep. the same time they announced Red Velvet's debut. Yes, it's that kind of. It thing. It was that kind of a thing
0: happened for sure. Um, which is like, it's it's weird because it happened twice within the, like a two-year time it's span. It's gotta be.
1: It's gotta be intentional.
0: Mm-hmm. It's definitely intentional. Um, it was very weird. Uh, Jason, there's no really reason for him leaving. He said it was just personal reasons. I Again, I think there's not a lot he, of things really speculating. You find this happens there. a lot
1: with idols where like a good year into being an idol you get uh someone saying, "Hey, I I need to leave for personal reasons." Yeah. My again, my personal theory is always that they they're kids they probably women, just didn't like being an kids, idol. they didn't know that you don't know what you're getting into mm-hmm. so you have so like at that point you realize i don't actually like this exactly this isn't for me so i need to go and think, that's fine yeah and
0: i don't think there's anything malicious going on there just because jay suck was also in woolen for like a really long time he as was. well. and so i think it was probably he just figured out he didn't want to be an idol anymore and then left um so then in 2020 golden Chow goes on road to kingdom and they get kicked off of Road to Kingdom first. First. Before two. <laughs> Before two, but then two didn't even debut by
1: this time. Road to Kingdom was airing. <laughs> was no, they debuted when they aired. They did not debut when it filmed. But it filmed, which was yeah. Their so debut sad. music
0: video was I think came out two days after they filmed the first episode of Road to Kingdom, so
1: it was very upsetting. It's wild. the most upsetting thing that happened on that show. <laughs> it's wild. They had two of the best performances. They did. I don't understand what happened there. <laughs> here's the thing with with Golden Child. I think that Wollam is genuinely trying. They are. I just think that um much like how we talk about again, we got a, we get a lot of shit for our uh, lovely our uh, CLC opinion, yeah. which is the fact that we don't think CLC was that badly treated. Uh-huh. But here's a group that we like that I say the same thing for is like they are given comebacks. Yep. They are given everything. And sometimes a group just doesn't hit with a large enough group of people that they're going to be super successful. And that's no one's fault. Yep. It just is life. I wish Golden Child was more successful. And they're not unsuccessful. They're not dude. unsuccessful, I think, but neither so, was CLC.
0: Yeah, so the th- well, CLC had pretty unsuccessful, like, to be Fair. honest.
1: But, like, they're not new goo. Like, no, But that's mainly because that that's mainly because
0: they came out of Cube, more Fair. so than them selling Fair. albums. Well, I think they literally sell like five thousand copies an album. Like they did not do CLC did not do Fair. well as a group. Golden Child's selling over a hundred thousand copies an album now, so Good for they're that. doing decently well. They did take like an almost over a year break to refigure out Golden Child's concept. In between, like I think 2017, like, 2018, essentially. Yeah. 2018, 2019-ish. Because they didn't come back until, like, the end of 2019 when they came back with, like, essentially an entirely rebranded concept, and that's kind of where they are as a group now.
1: Again, I think they're in a good place as a group. I think they're still sort of doing, um... Like, they're... I think they fully know what they are as a group. Like, they can still do the super fun, cute songs every once in a while. Mm-hmm. But their, like, main bread and butter is, like, your Burn It style, your wannabe style music. And I do think that that was good for them to figure out. And I do
0: think they are pretty distinct from Infinite as well. I think there's definitely the Infinite style influence in some of their B-sides, but I think what they are doing as a group has been distinctive enough from Infinite that I don't feel like I'm just getting Infinite 2.0 out of them, which
1: is nice. Yeah. And I don't think that they would as infinite 2.0 be very i mean i do think that infinite second gen style music is having a slight comeback now it is weirdly but it's not it's not what i think golden child should be doing no i think i don't really know
0: what golden child's concept is particularly just because it is so diverse now but i don't think that's a bad thing either
1: yeah and I also don't particularly know how to describe what that like burn-it, wannabe style content. There, there's like no clear style there,
0: right? But everything they do doesn't feel like it's out of place for them. It I, just
1: it just feels very golden child. Yeah. But I don't know what to what call exactly it is that it is, right? Which what, I don't what, think the that's words a, I don't I don't think it's exist. a bad thing that they
0: can just do multiple different things and like be pretty good at all of them. It just makes them put out, like, a wider variety of music, which I think is fine. Yeah. So, after Golden Child, um, we're gonna take a brief, uh, tangent into Produce for a little bit. So we're gonna tangent on to Produce 48 in 2018. Willem sends four trainees on to Produce 48, which was Eunbi, Chaewon, Suyun, and Sohee. Um... Jury, who is also gonna be on Produce 48 at the time, a member of AKB48, she's later gonna join Wall Entertainment after that is done filming. Envy and Chaewon so, are gonna debut into Eyes One. Yay, Eyes One! Chaewon's gonna later get transferred into HYBE Entertainment after Eyes One disbands. Yep. HYBE. Um, um, yep. But, we'll talk about her later. Yep. And so, after, but you oops, know,
1: she's debuting soon, everyone. Yep.
0: Uh, so, after Produce 48, we're gonna get Rocket Punch. So, Rocket Punch debuts in 2019. Um, Yun and Sohee, who are- and Jerry were all on Produce 48, are in there. And they're very oh, different yeah. than Lovelies is as a girl group. They're very, very much different. in the, like, itsy realm of, like, kind of loud, obnoxious, like, girl crush music.
1: Teen crush. Sure. I wouldn't go full girl crush. Teen crush. Yeah whatever that whatever that means sure that 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 gives me those vibes it's out the same same vibes as that a little bit like in the yeah, wacky wacky style we're in, yes, we're in that yes. realm yeah more that than like full girl crush like a blackpink or a gittle yep. or a G Idol's doing yep yep but I, I don't know rocket punch is the most shaky group that Wollum has ever debuted. Rocket Punch the is shakiest.
0: also cuz Wollum also had like pretty decent vocals throughout all of their mm-hmm. groups. Rocket Punch is easily their weakest vocal group ever. It's also just so it's so different than anything that Wollum has really ever done in the past cuz like even Lovely's Golden Child and Infinite you can kind of t- look at all of those groups and say like yeah that's like a Wollum style
1: group rocket punch is just everything not that rocket punch is like a mission because the other thing is that even if that was their concept i just do not think that they have the vocals they have one vocalist
0: who can carry it
1: but that's really not enough
0: enough yeah
1: yep yep yeah it's, also, just the overall quality of the songs is real shit. They're
0: getting weird songs, and it's like they're a little bit experimental in the way that they are, so distinctive from other Wollum groups. Yeah. And I don't they're know if like that's necessarily different. working out for them that well. It's very weird. They're still pretty new; like they're three
1: years. They're going on three years now. And I do think that, uh, but a they're lot still of figuring Wollum it groups, out. Yeah, I think a lot of Wollum groups tend to figure it out. I think. Mean, like, I think K-pop groups now, because of the oversaturation, you can't just sort of pigeonhole yourself into one niche. So yeah. I do think a lot of K-pop groups now just take longer to figure themselves out. They definitely do. If if not, it's either they take a while to figure themselves out, or they know who they are from debut. Yeah, it's one or the other. Yep,
0: yep. Rocket Punch is kind of like now more recently their last two comebacks have been like a weird retro. Um, style, loud, no, like, loud girl, like, teen crush style, which is, yeah. which is a little bit more distinctive, because I don't think there's a lot of other groups are doing that specifically. I haven't liked either of them nearly as much as their They're first three songs, <laughs> so it's like, I don't know if that's good or not, but who knows.
1: I don't know, but we also just don't necessarily love that uber retro concept anyway. I don't.
0: It's, and it's also- Well, I do think- the Specifically, the version of it that Rocket Punch is doing is a little bit weird, too. Which just kind of
1: sounds- Which is that ring 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 just kind of sounds like take on me. It's like
0: the most generic version of the retro you could possibly be doing. So, it's it's weird. Um, they're definitely my least favorite of all of the Wollum groups- Just because I liked them, I think, more so in their first year and a half, and then their two most recent songs, I'm like, I'm not as much into this anymore, but they're fine. I don't hate them or anything. They're just so different than everything else that Willem is doing at the time. Yeah. So we're now going to take another tangent onto Produce. We're going to take a tangent to 2019 Produce X. Wollum sends six trainees onto Produce X. Um, one of them is going to leave Wollum right after the show, but they're also going to gain another trainee. Um, Hyup, who was an independent trainee, signs with Wollum after Produce X. Junho is going to shortly debut into X1 for like a month and a half, or however long X One existed as a group, and then he's gonna debut into Drippin pretty shortly after with all of the other members who will have set on to produce X plus Yup minus the one that left, and then also with Alex, and then Drippin yeah. debuts in twenty twenty, and they're Drippin. They're also a, they're a has group. <laughs>
1: A history. So I think. Drippin's a group that really needed to find them. I think Drippin debuted a little too early. They definitely it, debuted
0: early, and it, it's definitely Amnett's fault.
1: <laughs>
0: because I don't yeah. think Wollum was planning to put out a boy group that fast, but then x because I think X-1 Hal, died. how X-1's contract was set up, I'm pretty sure it was a five-year contract, but it was a two-and-a-half-year exclusive, two-and-a-half-year unexclusive. Mind I think you. they were waiting for the for, for Junho's contract to become unexclusive, and then they were going to debut Drippin. But because they thought that they had two more years yeah, to at least figure to, figure, some it, shit to out. figure out their boy group, but because Junho was given back to them so quickly, they were just like, "Well, now we got to push out a boy group while he's still relevant."
1: They needed a they needed to capitalize, obviously. Yeah,
0: still oof. Um, every single X1 group, I think, did this exact same thing and had the exact same problem.
1: Where the boy groups were pushed out way faster than I think they were ready to be debuted. just think about this. Last year, when we did our boy group, because we do... Every year, we have a podcast episode where we will do the boy group, uh, roundup. Yes, the new uh, boy group debut roundup, yes. And last year was... The rem- like, the last remnants of the some Produce X groups. The last remnants of the Produce X groups, yeah. And the year before was some Produce X groups were, like, up and down, but the year before, 2020, very good. Mm-hmm. Even dripping on the higher end. Yep. Last year was, I think, where we got a lot of those Produce X groups, and oof. We who, how how hard we Some get of them? them? I
0: think we got most of them in 2020 cause 2020
1: but all the like low tier
0: ones. Well, it was we got crap no cuz the Gravity. only the only one we got last year was Ray, and that was
1: I think Apex one of them? Apex um I don't think so. No. I think I might be per- No, I think I might be confusing Apex and Gravity. Yeah, because be in uh, twenty twenty we got Krabby
0: Drippin', Wee
1: and Bay one
0: seven three, all of which
1: had the same problem. Yeah, H and D I don't think counts.
0: Me Ray, H and D is like a little tangent off of Bay one seven three, which is fine. We got Me exactly. last year, and then we got Unite this year, which is the last of the X one oh, prominent thank groups. God that we're at the
1: end of it. That's
0: the end of that. But like, but all of I those think, groups, again, I think, minus
1: Me notice... I think was pushed out too fast. And like, think about this. Unite waited two years. Yep, Unite's the best one. Unite out of all. is
0: pretty good, I think, because they had a lot decent. more time to figure out their shit. Like,
1: yeah, I think all of these people needed to wait a little bit, train these people up. Mm-hmm. But dear God,
0: I have no fucking idea what's going on with Drippin. They, Drippin I like, have me. a very love hate relationship with Drippin because I love the members a lot because I watch them and produce X and everything. And then they released that W Project 4 song in twenty twenty. That W Project 4 song
1: is maybe still my favorite thing. That's my favorite thing that Drippin'
0: has ever released, and it's not officially a Drippin' song. And And also Alex isn't there. Alex isn't there, and also they have a person there that's not in Drippin', but it's fine. That's not Alex. Yep. Um, And it's like... I know what I but want like, dripping. I know what I want out of drippin' because that song is what I want of drippin'. When they also released Vertigo last year, that's also what I want out of Drippin'.
1: But even like like villain isn't
0: Villain is going more so in the, the right uber. direction of where I want them to be. But it just is it feels None of like it is
1: exactly what I want. It feels like they're all reject uh golden I Child I feel like
0: we're getting like light like, golden child and Infinite, like Drippin, feels very much more so in the realm of being like discount infinite than Golden Child ever was for me. Um, just because their concept is a little bit more generic than Golden Child is, yeah, and all and of their music really just sounds the... so
1: generically woolly that it's like. And here's the thing: there's nothing I feel happening like with them. The difference really is that Infinite has the thing of Infinite can also be some Infinite songs can at. Add in the year 2022 be seen as slightly generic mm-hmm. but that's because infinite sort of pioneered the sound like they, they are the reason that it sounds generic yes because that was to the Infinite's its ge- original sound and that's exactly why that's seems- why we that's why we think it's generic because yeah. we've heard it because infinite did it yep that's the reason and now i have like, like a drip in here
0: like regurgitating out like a just a worse version of that where it's like this is yeah. not at all what i want them to be as a group. Like no, not at all and it's just sad because i really want to like them but their music has just been so up and down that i can't like them yeah <laughs> but just it's upsetting because i like the members so much but i like don't like
1: their music that much and it's just like a whole it's a whole thing for me <laughs> it's a lot it's a i lot. wish I, lo- I i i don't have as many uh hang-ups on drippin as you do i just don't I I just have been able to say I don't really like them. Not in that I think that they're bad. It's just that, again, much like Lovelies, there are other groups doing the same thing that I like more.
0: The thing is with them, I think that is so upsetting to me. Is I clearly know that they can be good and and like what I want out of them comes up wise because mm-hmm. I've seen them do it before. But it's just, like, whenever we get around to, like, official releases, that's not at all what Willem they're not is doing. We're not doing what, we not want doing what do. I want them to do, and so that's why I'm like, I don't want this from you, and it's, like, it's upsetting. hmm Um, our last and most recent thing out of Willem, which is, like, uh, kind of, I don't know, it's kind of new, because, well, because we already knew about NV and Eyes 1, but we get Unbi's solo debut in 2021 yep and that's essentially it
1: i think she's doing great she's doing great i think think
0: her concept is like actually works It really works for her i think they definitely have figured out what type of music works for her and she's doing really well with that again she
1: is i think post um uh what is it called post produce season one with eyes one Mm -hmm. uh they have learned that taking out of account x1 which again i think all the x1 boys needed groups because yes they did not have enough time alone Mm -hmm. but at least for wanna one and for eyes one i am very content with most of them being soloists yeah because they do have it is more like a member of a k-pop group than going solo they have the experience they have the stage presence yep they are not just random because people. i
0: remember us speculating if Shayone and Unbi were going to go to rocket punch which was
1: like we were so scared for it's that a and wild i was like that should they think be that
0: they two of them in rocket punch um i'm glad Un-B they did
1: definitely. it Un-B definitely unbi definitely i think unbi definitely
0: had to debut solo because number 1 unbi is too old Unbi is
1: for rocket punch a,
0: she's too old for rocket punch she's also just too old to debut in a group generally like she is um 25 now and that's like Ooh. ancient to be debuting in a new group like these that's days like especially as a, to f- be like a female idol like that's like you're ancient at that point in time yeah so i think she had to debut solo but i also think that out she was definitely talented enough to debut yeah. solo and, and to maintain
1: I think, a solo career again i do think that chaewon being added to rocket punch adds nothing I think it but makes Rocket was, Punch better. It makes Rocket Chae-Won. Punch better, but I don't think But I think it's worse I for Che saves a, Rocket Punch. But I think it makes Rocket Punch better, but I think
0: it's worse for Chaeyun as a whole.
1: I think it's worse for her, and I also do not think it adds enough popularity to Rocket Punch to be worth adding her in. Yeah. Whereas in now she is debuting in a completely fresh group. Yeah. With like a bunch of in a no offense, a company that's going to give her a lot more than Wollum could. I am very interested how that, like, transfer
0: even happened. Because J1 was technically I don't know. just a Wollum trainee, but then was somehow transferred did over Hive to Hive. Just,
1: is it's this, like, like, a soccer thing? Where, like, did they just pay Wollum and were like, we want her? I Honestly, like, that's probably what ch- needed to happen. Is they had to give
0: Wollum enough money
1: to get them to transfer J1 <laughs> over to Hive. Because the other thing with that is, I feel like, doesn't J1 already have a feeling of, like... They're not going to add me to Rocket Punch, and I'm not. They're going to do Unbe solo career for mine right. or before they even think about debuting another girl group. Right. With God knows what. Members. I really
0: don't think there was a good future career for Chaewon at Wollum to begin with. So her I going also to HYBE def- was definitely. Yeah, the I also best. wonder
1: what the like the contract for her was looking like. If maybe they were like close to the end of like her yeah, not going to because she was to be also at like group. a
0: trainee contract under Wollum at that yeah. time too. So I think it was probably
1: easier for the HYBE transfer to happen too. Yeah, Yeah. I think it was probably amicable. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Knowing Willem with the way they handled Tacey, maybe they didn't even want money. They're like, yeah, sure, go ahead. Bye. <laughs> have a good night. I think no. Well, I think knowing the fact that she was an eyes
0: one and was one of the more popular, I know, members but of I, I like to. I like to imagine that there.
1: I like to imagine that they're just like, Aye, right, mm-hmm. bye. I know she's so, definitely on good terms write.
0: with both Willem and with Envy. When Envy yeah. had
1: debuted solo,
0: she got asked a lot of questions about Chaywon, and she's like, I can't tell you anything, but she misses everybody. And it was like, because I think she it's knew so that the hype transfer was happening, but like obviously
1: like she can't, can't say, say, anything say anything about it, yeah. Because there goes the money that Willem's going to get exactly. if she says something. <laughs> I am just excited for her. I think that this entire situation just ended Weirdly, I think this entire situation just ended well for everybody. I think it's the no best. No one is animosity. Yeah. I think it's no the one best has, for that. No one made any sort of snippy comments. <laughs> no one is angry. And, you know, willem doesn't have to scramble to make a girl group around Jaywan. If I can give and willem Hive anything, I think
0: willem is like good vibes for the most part because they are so many vibes. people have left them and they're just like we wish them well and, like, have no bad energy with them at all or anything, because it's, yeah. like, they're just, like, pretty chill when it, stuff like that comes up.
1: They're not, like- Oh, absolutely. Petty Central, like, cube is over there. <laughs> God, no. God, no. Mm-hmm. Not Petty Central. Yep. And also, um, I think we have saying, it. at least Eryphim, I think, might actually be good. I think they're probably gonna be good, Yeah. I mean, we already bought the album. I
0: did already buy the album, so I hope they're so good. Did I.
1: I did, because I saw that this, I mean, the, I I like, the other I like I like
0: three out of the six of them already, so it's like... Yeah. I don't... Even if they're, like, bad or whatever,
1: and which like, I don't think they're gonna be one, bad. If there is one company that I simp for, it's Hybe. Mm-hmm. All of the conglomerate. The Hybe conglomeration. Yep, yep. So, that's the end of Wollum. That's Wollum Entertainment. What do we grade Wollum? I don't know. I kind of, are we doing halves? I don't, we haven't yet. Because here's the thing. Here's the thing. I think Wollum is up there. However, I think other than Infinite, Woolem is kind of not able to maintain like FNC. Because FNC, with the, with like the notable exception of one group that was for like almost outside reasons. Yep. Yep, yep. Has sort of been able to keep everybody happy and content. Right. And continuing to make music even when everyone's gone. Willem clearly loses people. Willem clearly loses people.
0: I've lost, like, everybody over time. Amicably. Amicably. Right, like, not under bad will or
1: anything. It's just, like, because different career They lose people. They do. Exactly. Everyone's happy. Mm -hmm. So I would put them below FNC. Yeah. I'd still put them... I think they're above uh, Starship. Above just because Starship. I don't
0: think they have botched any scandals really. No, I don't because think the scandals that they, they do have, they had just had anything like, they, to do. Number one, like I think Willem is like one of the it's probably most the most scandal free scandal-free company and when they do have a scandal probably. I think they know they when it's kind of useless and just need to ignore it. Which yeah. I think is kind of the good thing to do with a lot of scandals when there's like no use of even talking about them. So fair
1: and then also the way Starship botched boyfriend I will never yes. forgive. Well Wollop so, hasn't really botched a group either. Not really. And I do like you can say that like their groups aren't as popular, but, but also I do not, think that that's don't think also thing. That's a not their fault. Thing. That's not their fault. I think they that's try. like a general like just a,
0: how the K-pop industry works. Kind so of a thing. I think to keep it simple,
1: we don't give any we don't give any half points. Mm-hmm. Let's we'll just give them also an eight. Let's give them an eight. And then we put them second for right yeah, now. Yeah, but so, so well, far, they're an 8, but they're a better 8 than Starship. They're a better 8 than Starship, but they're still overall an 8 out of 10. Yes. So we're doing, so it's now, currently it's FNC, Woolum, Starship, and Cube and a... Cube at a distant 4th. <laughs> Cube and a distant 4th, but like, it's, they're gonna go lower. They will. they will. They will definitely continue to go lower in the list and so let me see here next month next month is a, for a two preview. for one it's a two for one because we kind of want to do uh because we really wanted we, to do
0: fantagio but then today we did. realized we don't have enough on fantagio to do an entire to do a full episode, episode.
1: on fantagio so we're doing fantagio and jellyfish entertainment yep the we're two of two them don't have a lot of anything to do with each other. The two of them have nothing to do with each other, but each of them only has three groups, and we can't do a full episode yeah. on three groups. So, you're, and then, but the groups that they do have are, like,
0: prevalent enough that we kind of want to talk about them. That we have to talk about them, yeah. So, we're, you're getting And a there's Fantasio, some of our favorite groups. Yes.
1: So, you're getting a Fantasio, Jellyfish, two for one next week. Next two month. Two for one. I don't know. There might be some parallels where they can, I don't know. Who does? Because let me think about. Is there any kind of connection we have there? No, not
0: really. I well, you guess you got the Wacky Becky Goo Goo Don thing with the IOI with the eyes one
1: IOI thing. So yeah, there's that. I guess there's that. That is the closest connection we can have. Yep, yep. I -I 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 was trying to think if anybody was on like Kingdom or Queendom or anything, and I'm like none of them no cuz none of them there's like the produce
0: i guess it's just produce but like also what was on produce season 2 and then they have that kid from there that just random kid who was an idol the Coup who was on produce x and jellyfish but it's yes. like it's just generally not a lot it's just generally
1: two mid-sized companies that both of us really like is that not reason enough it's two mid-sized companies that don't have a lot of groups but are still very important in like
0: the k-pop company realm so i
1: yes that are still like talked about yeah and like respected i think that they have more i feel like fantagio and jellyfish have more respect than like cube Cube. in a weird way yeah because i don't think anyone respects i think everyone at a whole is kind of just
0: like cube entertainment fucking sucks (laughs) like they're
1: bad even even the artists under cube entertainment yep 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 but yes
0: we will be giving two for one next month on the K-pop. I like reviews.
1: every episode is just shit on Cube episode.
0: I think it's I warranted. They they suck. It is Cube Entertainment. It sucks. is warranted,
1: but it's just fun.
0: It is very fun that it's every, every episode because like, if we're going to continue to rank them and Cube is going to be so distantly in
1: fourth probably the entire year. <laughs> Fourth and then lower because honestly, I'm I'm a do so I'm looking here at the companies we have left. I think the only ones are gonna be until
0: we get to the big three.
1: Like the big three
0: we're gonna get close to the cube score in the big three. But like I don't
1: I'm looking at the co- without giving away the companies yeah. we still have. The all of the these big, other
0: companies, other than the big three, are definitely above Cube. Like not a single exactly. one of
1: these are below Cube. And then with the big three, we are going to have some discussions. We're going to have that. to discuss it's, it's that a lot because there's
0: so much going on there that we're going to have to talk. We're about gonna it. we're gonna
1: discuss. Yeah. But I do think overall, uh, for right now, Cube does seem like Cube the worst is company we've covered. Pretty this bad because we're not gonna get it. We're not gonna get to TS this year.
0: So no. like, there's not there's no one else in competition oh shit Kayla did we even add TS
1: to our list yeah, TS is on the list of ones we should get to eventually <laughs> okay okay I didn't remember if we added them yes but yeah but yes. Yeah, so that's been the that's episode. the only other company that would be down there with them right now so oh absolutely
0: uh but that's been a wall of entertainment uh uh, we are available on all major podcasting platforms like Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Um, if you're listening to us on a place where you can leave us a review, please do so. We also have a YouTube channel where we post all of our episodes along with an extra fun clip video every week. And we also have a Instagram and a Twitter that are linked in the description of every episode. And with that, uh, we will see you next week. Bye! Bye!